Welcome to All Things Trust and Wills, the Albertson and Davidson podcast. Keith Davidson here. Thank you for joining me on All Things Trusts and Wills. And today I hope to shed a little bit of light on your rights as a trust beneficiary. If you become a beneficiary of a trust, it can be a very confusing time. It's a very confusing area. But there's 10 things that you simply must know about being a trust beneficiary. And I want to cover those 10 things with you today. Let's start off with number 10, know your trust. You need to read the trust document, and then when you're done reading it, you need to read it again. If you don't understand your trust, and let's face it, who really does? I mean, they're drafted by lawyers, and lawyers are not known for drafting documents that people can actually read and understand. So if you do not understand your trust, sit down and have a consult with the lawyer to go over the trust terms with you. If you don't know what your rights are under the trust document, then you won't be very well prepared to protect those rights when the time comes. So make sure that you know your trust document as well as you can. Number nine of the top 10 things you need to know, know your rights as a beneficiary. So not all beneficial interests are the same. Some beneficiaries have superior rights to others. Sometimes you're entitled to a distribution now. Sometimes you have to wait for your distribution until some future event. But you need to know what your rights are as a beneficiary so again, you can protect them when the time comes. Number eight, ask for information in writing and follow up often. So all beneficiaries are entitled to information and you should ask for as much information as you, as you want. So if you want copies of bank statements, if you want copies of asset values, if you want copies of appraisals, ask for them. But when you do ask for them, do it in writing. And you do not need to do it by way of a certified letter. For some reason, everybody always likes this idea of having a certified letter sent out to the trustee. And certified letters are fine if you want to do it that way, but you don't have to. It could be as simple as simply sending an email with a listing of everything you're asking for. And you're entitled to just about any reasonable request that you make. And as long as you're not making the same request multiple times, so if you ask for something and you get it, and you ask for it again the next day, you know that may not be reasonable. But as long as you're doing it on a reasonable basis, like monthly bank statements, for example then you're entitled to it. But make sure you get it in writing because you cannot take any action in court unless your demand is done first in writing. Number seven, ask for an accounting in writing. So after six months, a minimum of six months, but certainly after a year's time takes place, you are entitled to an accounting and you should ask for one. An accounting is different from information. So an accounting actually lays out all the information you need to know in order to make sure that the trust administration is taking place properly. So an accounting typically will start with the beginning assets on hand, and then it shows you all the income that has come into the trust, and it shows you all the receipts, and it shows you any gains on sale. And then it'll show all the expenses that went out and all the assets that are on hand at the end of the accounting period. And once you have all that information, then you can sit down and see if everything's being done properly. That is number seven. Ask for an accounting. Do it in writing. Number six of the top ten things you must know as a trust beneficiary is know your income tax consequences. So you may be surprised to learn that most of the assets that you inherit by way of inheritance or you receive by inheritance, it's the better way to say it, 
uh, is free of income tax. So a lot of times people think you have to include that in your income tax. You don't, unless it's a particular type of asset like IRAs or 401ks. Those assets were put away by the decedent pre-tax. So they were able to defer taxes when they put the money into the IRA or 401k. So when you inherit an asset like that and you pull the asset out, you do have to pay income tax on that, but not on every any other type of asset. But there is a trick to that, which is if the trust actually maintains an asset and earns income, then typically the income is reported out to the beneficiaries and reported on the beneficiary's individual income tax return. So that means you need to know what income the trust has, and more importantly, you need a little bit of a distribution to cover the tax consequence if you end up having to pay tax on the trust's income. So that's where you need to work closely with your trustee and with your accountant, your CPA, or whoever does your taxes, to make sure that you're prepared uh, for making that happen when the time comes. Okay, number five, the top 10 things you must know as a trust beneficiary, you have the right to question and challenge your trustee without fear of triggering the no contest clause. Okay, this is by far one of my pet peeves. And I've been told that I have a lot of pet peeves, but this is one of them. And that is a beneficiary will have a problem with the trustee. The trustee's not doing their job properly. They're not accounting. They're not investing right. They're spending too much money on something they shouldn't be spending money on. And so the beneficiary wants to challenge the trustee's actions. And the trustee will point to the no contest clause and say, you can't challenge me without triggering this no contest clause because the no contest clause says I am not to be contested. That is flat wrong. The no contest clause is only if you want to overturn the trust document itself. But if all you're doing is questioning the actions of the trustee, you're looking at the trustee and saying, you didn't do this right. I want you to answer for it you are not triggering the no contest clause. So you have every right to question the trustee, to challenge the trustee, to hold the trustee's feet to the fire, and you will not trigger the no contest clause. So don't believe everything you hear from the trustee if they're telling you that you better not challenge them because you'll trigger the no contest clause. Okay, now we're up to number four, the top 10 things you must know as a trust beneficiary. Discretion is not absolute. So trustees, a lot of times in trust documents, they can make distributions based on their discretion, but that discretion must be exercised in a reasonable manner. That means that they cannot choose to withhold a distribution to you just because they don't like you or for any other irrational reason. So there has to be some rational basis for withholding a distribution to you, and you can actually go into court and enforce a distribution if the trustee's not acting reasonably. Number three of the top 10 things beneficiaries must know, communicate often. So do you ever wonder what's going on with your trust? Well, ask about it. Don't get a satisfying answer when you ask about it. Ask again. You have the right to communication from your trustee. And in fact, your trustee has a duty and obligation to communicate with you. That doesn't mean that every trustee satisfies that duty and obligation. A lot of them get it wrong, but you have a right to it. And so you should insist on communication. If you're not getting good communication, then of course, most people assume the worst. You're thinking that the trustee is doing something that he or she should not be doing. And that might be the case. It might not be the case, but the point is, is that you're entitled to communication. So insist on it. Number two of the top 10 things every beneficiary must know is investments matter. So every California trustee has a heavy burden to invest trust assets under the rules of the Prudent Investor Act. 
That means that they have to invest assets the way a reasonable, prudent person would who's managing money for somebody else. It's not the trustee's money. They can't just do whatever they want with it. And a lot of trustees don't realize that. They have to invest in a way that's safe, that's prudent. You want some growth from those assets, but you don't want to risk the capital either. You don't want a, a big risk of loss. So it's very important that the trustee invest properly. And it's even more important, really, that they have a written investor policy statement. Not every uh, trustee will have one of those, but they should. If they're going to have an investment plan, they really should write it down. And that way you can go back and just make sure that the investments are being done properly and that you don't need to make any adjustments based on market conditions. And if you don't have that stuff written down, it's very hard to track what the investment plan is and when you need to make a change. So insist on proper investments. And if you're not getting that, then you may have a problem. The number one thing every trust beneficiary must know is that trustees are not all powerful. They have duties, obligations, and responsibilities. Even though under a trust, they are the legal owners of the assets, which means they get to call the shots, they get to make the decisions, but they have to do it in light of what's best for the beneficiaries. They always have to act reasonable. They always have to follow their duties. Being a trustee is really a thankless job because you get all the duties and obligations. The beneficiaries don't owe any duties or obligations to the trustee. It only runs the other way, the trustees to the beneficiaries. And you really don't get paid enough given the obligations and liabilities that you're taking on. But once a trustee agrees to act, then they have to act properly. And they have to know what their duties are and they have to live up to those duties whether they know them or not. So just keep in mind that trustees are not all powerful, that you as a beneficiary have all the rights. The only downside is it might be your obligation to actually enforce those rights if the trustee's not doing what the trustee's supposed to be doing. So that is the 10 things that every trust beneficiary must know. Make sure that you at least know enough so that you can help protect your rights. For more information about this and many other trust and wealth topics, please see our website at www.aldavlaw.com. That's www.aldavlaw.com.